This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the Kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another post-game live here on Dime Dropper for the 2023-24 season. Before we get started, you already know the drill. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper for all things LA sports and LA basketball and NBA. And follow your boy on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find this episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, whatever it is. Got one game to talk about on the agenda tonight, Clippers and the Memphis Teddy Bears. Man, you already know how I love beating them. They were severely hampered by injuries. No Marcus Smart, no John Moran, who's going to be out for the rest of the season. They were already without Steven Adams and uh, Brandon Clark, and also they were without Santi Aldama. And the Clippers took care of business in this one. The final score doesn't actually reflect what kind of game it was. They were they won it 128-119. to 119. The Grizzlies made a little fake run with their third, you know, their second stringers versus our third stringers and brought it down to nine and got the crowd and the bench a little excited, but it was never a real comeback. Clippers won in decisive fashion in this one. Got to wave the white flag a little bit later than I would have liked. We waved it with like four minutes. I didn't want James Harden or Kawhi to come back in the game. Kawhi, I don't believe, played in the fourth quarter, but James Harden did, and I didn't want that. But let's just talk about how the game went. The Teddy Bears, they started Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman, Luke Kennard. I miss that guy so much. Desmond Bain and Vince Williams Jr. Vince Williams started the game out on James Harden. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was being guarded by Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman. And then you saw some Desmond Bain on PG. But you know the Grizz. They're going to switch one through four. At times, they were switching one through five in this game. You know, they like to switch Tillman and Jaron Jackson onto guards at times. Uh, as far as the Clippers, though, they were throwing two at Desmond Bain because the Grizz, they're not a very good three-point shooting team this season. So get the ball out of their out of Bain's hands, make them make a play, make them pass to an open three-point shooter. And, you know, the funny part is they actually shot well from three in this game, 41%. And in the first half, they shot... I forget the percentage from three. I didn't take it down, but it was really good. That, that being said, they, they finished 41% from three in the game, so it, it carried over to the second half. They only shot 43% from the field, though, and 70% from the line, 19 for 27. Funny enough, the Clippers, who've been very efficient from the foul line the last couple of weeks, they were 15 for 20 from the line in this game. Two of those misses coming from Russ, another two coming from Daniel Tice. No starters missed free throws, and only three starters attempted free throws. Paul, Harden, and Zubats. So yeah, no free throw attempts for Kawhi Leonard or Terrence Mann. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, it was not a fast start for us at all. We couldn't make shots. Grizzlies were playing pretty good defense. At one point, they were up by seven points, I believe. It might have been six. Let me double check. I think it was seven, though. Yeah, they were up by seven, and we responded with some Kawhi Leonard, eight points in the first quarter, two big-time shots. One, it was a turnaround into the double team from the right corner over his left shoulder. Jaron Jackson was coming at double, and he still made it. Then a pull-up 
going to his right on a dime. I love those kind of shots, man. Love those kind of shots. Uh, Clip switching one through four, as usual. Even Russell Westbrook starting out possessions, guarding Jaron Jackson Jr. at times. So, you know, we... We are comfortable switching various guys, especially Russell Westbrook on a bigs because he's just so competitive and he'll always fight them when they try to bully him. He's so strong. And in the second, I thought, oh, by the way, Russ, we saw some good and bad in that first half. He made a three. He had two assists getting into the paint with Zoo. There was one time where they, Desmond Bain kept going under the screen and Russ just got Zoo to rescreen, rescreen until yes, he kept backing off. And then he hit that burst when he had that little bit of window of space had the second defender commit and just dropped it off to Zoo for that little push shot. I thought that was a really good job by Russ taking advantage of countering or should I, yeah, should I say countering when they were repeatedly going under the screen on him. But then you saw him going a little too fast, turn the ball over. He was reaching and, and getting a little too handsy and fouled. I believe it was Desmond Bain on a three. But after the first quarter, the Teddy Bears led the Clips 26 to 23. Second quarter. That's when we really started getting going, offensively especially. 42-27, to 27, we won this one. And it started with Amir Coffey, who had a fantastic game. I am so happy with the way he's playing. I'm so happy that he's getting to play. Our homegrown guy, the brewmaster, the Folger soldier, caffeination station. Oh, man. Love to see him hooping like this. Five straight, both of them from James Harden. One was a corner three off the Harden double drag that has provided us really good shots all season since we've used him in that. And then when I say use him, I mean Harden, uh, not Coffee. And then he had a little fall away to his left. He had seven points in the third in the second quarter, Brewmaster. But James Harden, I think he really that first six minutes of the second quarter, he kind of took this game over. He repeatedly created some good looks in the pick and roll had a lob to Tice had that shot for Amir he had that floater he blew by a couple of guys tonight I was on blow by watch as always David Roddy Newt Kennard Xavier Tillman I forget if he blew by Jaron Jackson at one point but he really started to get us a lot of good shots and dominate the ball in that first half of the second quarter uh, Norman Powell he came off some curls this classic left to right curl for a couple of buckets. And then Tice. I thought he was cooking as well. Finishing around the basket. Playing good defense. Getting some blocks. Switching a lot. He hit a wide open three. He had that beautiful outlet to PG. I thought he was doing a little bit of everything. And I can't emphasize enough how great Daniel Tice has been as a clipper. Tice. Tice, baby. Ooh, shit. He has been hooping. And by the way, if it's the Zubats, there are some guys in this team. Especially the Beard. <laughs> Who should be very thankful they have Ivica Zubats behind them because he will bail you out defensively. He will bail you out a lot of times. He does it with Terrence. He does it with Norm. does it with everybody. Paul George. I'll tell you, though, besides Zu, who consistently plays the best defense or plays good defensively, is that's Kawhi Leonard. Every single game, this one was no different. Uh, he had the task of guarding Jaron Jackson. He did get scored, like, overpowered a couple of times. But overall, I thought... Kawhi's rotations uh, from the backside were really good, timely, active hands, just playing good D, always engaged on that end of the floor. I love Kawhi. I love the way he sets a tone as a leader defensively, and he does it all the time, and that's what's important, doing it consistently. Paul George started getting going in the second half of the second quarter, uh, started to cook. He had four threes. 
in that stretch. And the Clips shot 16 for 20 in the second quarter, 7 for 10 from three. And they were up by 12 at the half. No Russ in that second quarter for for us. Um, but, yeah, when Harden was playing that well, I can't really blame Ty Lue. What Again, I just feel bad for Russ because I think he can do more. But when we're winning, I'm not going to complain. Third quarter, Clipper players started off losing the ball. I think Harden, PG, and Kawhi lost the ball each. Paul George, by the way, he was called for two double dribbles that were bad calls, in my opinion. They were deflected, and he fumbled the ball. He didn't actually pick up or stop his dribble. So I thought that was nonsense. But by the way, PG, he hit some tough shots in the stretch. And honestly, he would continue to hit tough shots. Contested threes. He had it going. And recently, Paul has been shooting amazing from three. Amazing. And I don't mind him shooting this many threes when he's got it going like that. I have a problem when he's missing threes and he just keeps shooting them because it's like, you know, they encourage him to shoot 10 plus threes. I've never been of the belief that Paul George needs to just shoot a bunch of threes. I know he shoots a good percentage on it, but I think rhythm and flow and the quality of looks and shooting it when you're feeling it is just totally different. Is there any stat for that? Shooting it while you're feeling it as opposed to just shooting it when you're breaking? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like this stuff. But I like the way Paul George is playing, I'll tell you that. Uh, third quarter, I thought our defense was okay. Remember, they're not a very good offensive team. And, of course, injured. And then Desmond Bain, to make matters worse, he got injured. Landed awkwardly, twist, turned his ankle, and he left the game. Didn't even shoot the free throws, so you knew he was done. But, yeah. Terrence Mann, how about him in the third quarter? A three ball in the corner, a couple of offensive rebounds. He had that crazy save that led to a... Russell Westbrook bank shot. Then Russ had that and one, his reaction when he got that foul. Because he's just, he, it's funny how he and Paul George can get raked at the rim and they get nothing. But James Harden gets slapped on the hand when he's shooting the three and he gets every call. And then Norman Powell gets a little hand check that every other person gets on occasion. And he just throws shit up there and they get calls. I just don't understand, but I'm not going to complain when they're on my side. I just don't like it when some other guys don't get even close to the treatment when there's the same, if not more, contact. How about Kawhi Leonard, though? Cooking. Couldn't be guarded. Tough shots. Brought out the whole arsenal. Making threes. And then Paul George. You know, and the Grizzlies made a push off some clipper misses in that first quarter with Harden on the bench. Uh, Paul George brought us back home with 13 points to make it 124 to 104. They put Romeo Lavia on him. They really thought they put Romeo Lavia on him and he wouldn't cook. Like, just hitting threes over the top. Um... It was buckets, absolute buckets. So, yeah, I'm really happy for with PG's performance. The garbage time where Memphis outscored the Clippers in the fourth, 40 to 28. I don't pay that any mind. That was nonsense. Game was over. They made a little cute run to entertain the fans that were loyal enough to stay at the end of the game. Clippers won it 128 to 119. They are now 25 and 13. I keep saying they like I'm on locked on Clippers. We are now 25 and 13. We're nine and nine on the road. Uh, so finally, you're back to 500 on the road. We've won 17 of our last 20. We've won 22 of our last 28. We've won three straight. We've won eight out of our last nine. We're hooping right now. We're playing as well as anyone in the league, including Boston. I'd say I'd say we're playing the best basketball of anyone in the league. It's truly too good to be true right now with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's health and Harden Westbrook's for that matter. Like it's truly too good to be true. We have a super team that fits because of the sacrifice that was made by Westbrook. And I think James Harden has navigated things really well, been a good conductor without doing too much. And now he's not doing too little anymore, like the beginning where he was just hurting the team. And PG and Kawhi haven't really been affected rhythm-wise. They're actually playing more efficient than ever before. So 
it's all really clicking. I'm just not making any bold takes because I'm a Clipper fan that's been heartbroken one too many times. But I can tell you, as a fan of basketball, when you're seeing good process and when you just have a feeling because things are going well in the regular season that this may be a year where you do some major in the playoffs, I'm having that feeling. You can't argue with what you're seeing on the floor. It's really amazing. And it's like I've been less happy this year than a lot of years, weirdly, when it comes to this. One, because I've had to adjust to having the my least favorite player like to watch play basketball ever on my team for one I'm not going to mince words about that on this platform but it's also just that I've been heartbroken so many times and I really am not allowing myself to get excited about Kawhi and Paul because of the injury bug that's really hurt in the past when I have tried not to jinx it and all this but I'm just going to continue to keep saying it because that's what's working right now they have not been I mean they've been staying healthy they've been staying healthy and I think honestly it's not like what's it called what's the word it's not coincidence that the first the season that they're taking things seriously and they are attacking the regular season as opposed to like just having this as long as we're healthy in the playoffs mentality, doesn't matter what seed we get, attitude like last year, they're being rewarded with good health. I think this, you know, this shit works in mysterious ways sometimes. And I really do believe in good and bad karma. And I do believe that the fans deserve some good karma after all these goddamn years. But anyway, let's read the lines for the teddy bears. Um... I don't care about their bench players. They got good contributions off the bench. Those Zaire Williams had 13 points. Romeo Lavia had 12 points. I'm obviously joking, by the way. I know Romeo Lavia plays for Chelsea. My Chelsea. David Roddy, 17 points. He actually played pretty well. And then their highest scores were Jaron Jackson with 21 and Xavier Tillman with 20. Jaron Jackson was 6 for 20, by the way. And we had guys like Paul George and Kawhi guarding him a lot of the night. 1 for 8 from 3. We're so comfortable with him shooting threes. He's not scaring anybody out there. Uh, and then Desmond Bain, we kept him under wraps. Of course, he got injured, but 3 for 11 before he left the game. 3 for 6 from deep. Let's read the, the lines for the good guys. Nine-man rotation as normal. Uh, the guy that got the least amount of minutes, sadly, was Russell Westbrook. No. Man, people, some of his fans, they, they'd be like, he's the ninth man. I hate when he gets ninth, the ninth amount of minutes because they, they seem right. He actually played pretty well, though, in my opinion. He, like, he gets to the paint whenever he wants. It's just about finishing. But in this game, one for three from deep. The, he, made, he was one for two. He shot that third one. He didn't shoot one after that. That's what I like. One for three from the line. Don't like that. Five for 11 from the field, though. So still pretty efficient. 12 points, two rebounds, two assists, only one turnover. And I, th I thought the Clippers did a pretty good job taking care of the ball in this one. They got uh, turned the ball over 12 times, just whatever. I wonder how many of those were in garbage time, though. And then we had Daniel Tice, who had seven points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, three blocks, and no turnovers. He was a plus 14. He was two for four from the field and made his only three. He was excellent. Excellent in 22 minutes. Wow, that stat line says it all. He clocked in everywhere except for turnovers, which is the, what you want to see. Then you've got Norman Powell. Another very efficient night for a guy that needs to be in the six-man-of-the-year conversation. He's so efficient and good at what he does, and he's on a, one of the best teams in the league. 11 points, 5 boards, just one turnover on 5-for-8 shooting and 0-for-2 from 3. 5-for-6. From two in this game. We'll take that. Only one free throw, and he made it off the N1. The Brewmaster, 
What a game from him. 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals, one turnover, 100% from the field. Six for six, one for one from three. He did miss a free throw, however, but how about that? And they were not all easy shots. He had these fallaway pull-ups, attacking closeouts. I mean, I'm loving the way that uh, that he's been playing. How about Zoo? A little quieter in this game, but he's doing his thing. As I said, playing great defense. Six points, 11 rebounds. Rebounding amazingly. Two blocks, holding it down down there. Two for five from the field. And uh, two for two from the line in just 22 minutes. Didn't actually play that much. Then you had Terrence Mann. Uh, seven points, five rebounds in this game. Big, big time rebounding. Two of those offensive. Three for eight from the field. One for four from three. So it was unfortunate he couldn't continue his hot shooting from three. But... Let's see his percentage going into this game real quick. Because I think he's going to keep getting it up. Okay, 29% now. He's starting to move up. We're almost in the 30s. We're going to get there. So I like this performance overall. Solid defense as usual. Then you have the three stars in the starting lineup. James Harden. I thought his defense was dog shit. He couldn't guard anybody for the most part. He got blown by every time he was attacked. But offensively, very good, as always. 11, as 90% of the time. 95, honestly, as a clipper. 11 points, 9 assists. Three turnovers, one steal. He was a plus 20, the highest of any Clipper. Three for seven from the field, two for four from three, and three for three from the line. I thought his best moment was that first half of the second quarter where he actually was the reason the Clippers started creating separation. Um, Just really good passing and unselfishness in terms of shot distribution from James Harden conducting things in this one. And that's what I love to see. Not too much over dribbling either. Just some moments though. Or still, still I can't I can't help it, guys. I see the game a certain way. I get mad sometimes. But how about Paul George, who also had some moments of over dribbling at times, one or two, but he was incredible. Let's actually talk about Kawhi first, because PG was my player of the game. 22 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, just one turnover on another amazingly efficient game. 10 for 16 from the field and two for five from three for the claw. He is playing as well on both ends of the floor as any star in this league right now. He deserves more national media recognition for this. He's playing in every single game. Come on. When he's playing, there are not many players better than him. It's the best Clipper we've ever had. He's moving up in my Clipper favorites right now, slowly but surely, not making any drastic changes to my list, which I've never shared on this channel, by the way. Um, But... I have a top 10 and some honorable mentions. Not anything crazier than that. I probably should expand it. but And he gave a great post-game answer today about a TikTok that went viral for some Gen Z bot trying to discredit Bill Russell, cherry-picking some clips where he didn't contest Wilt Chamberlain, trying to say, oh, this is why Wilt dropped 100. This is supposed to be the best defender ever. Making fun of my boy Bill. And you know what Kawhi said? A dime-dropper answer. You can't judge off cherry-pick clips on Instagram. you got to watch full games when judging greats. And that's coming from a guy who says doesn't even like watching uh, full uh, doesn't like watching basketball in his off time. Kawhi Leonard, it's my kind of answer. Right there. I almost shed a tear of joy. You know how much that means to me. I'm protecting the game. I almost shed a tear of joy right there, Kawhi. Good stuff, brother. And you're playing at a high level. It's time to make some statements. Not from me. The national media say it. I don't say nothing because I'm not trying to tempt fate. How about PG-13, Podcast P, Podcast Piss on the fucking teddy bears, you weak ass motherfuckers. You think I feel bad for your injuries? Uh, My team's injured every year. You guys suck, and I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing you at the bottom of the standings. Now we just need the Utah trash to go to the cellar with you. 
But it's, you know what I'll tell you, though? Un, no, trolling aside, Teddy Bear is going to be back next year, and they're going to be formidable. And I like John Morant. I got nothing against Desmond Bain. I like Jaron Jackson. But get him out of here. Paul George, 37 points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals. He did turn the ball over too much, but as I said, two of those turnovers were garbage. He shot 66% from the field and 70 from three and 100 from the line. 12 for 18 from the field, seven for 10 from three. I saw a stat where it was like the most consecutive games where he shot 10 plus threes as a clipper or something like that. Six for six from the line. He was amazing. He just... He was in his bag, just pulling up over guys, seriously. Nobody could do nothing about it. Big win. 128 to 119, we take it. When I say big win, I just mean every, any win is big, man. You got to get anything you can get. Regular season matters. I've been saying this. I said it last year. And James Harden coming is definitely good for that. I've never denied it. We're playing really well, guys. If you want me to make any big, crazy statements, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it all regular season. You're not getting it. Well, actually, we'll see. Some things have to be proven. I'm not going to say stuff, but I'll say this. Highest potential of any Clipper team ever. I test-wise, it looks like it's the best Clipper team ever, but I want to see results. 25 and 13 is, is great so far. I've seen better from a Clipper team record-wise. I don't give a shit about context, who they were playing, and this and that. We played against great Western conferences in Lob City. Let's get her done. One game at a time. The Wolves next. I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting. It's time to show them what we're all about. That we have more star power than them. And that Rudy Escargot Bear is going to kneel before his father, Terrence Mann, like always. Fuck them. Go Clippers. When are we going live next? Mm, not tomorrow. I don't even know if the Lakers are playing, but I'm not. I think they're playing the trash tomorrow. Am I going live? Let's see. Lakers are playing the trash at 6.30. Nah, I'm coaching a game. So, no live tomorrow probably. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday. Sunday's a busy day, man. We got uh, Rams versus Detroit Lions. I got to go live after that. Clippers and Wolves. I got to go live after that. For I got to go live for both of those. And this weekend, the African Cup and the Asian Cup starts. You know what that means? You know what that means? For the African Cup, it just means high-quality footy. And my Senegalese guys, I'm, I'm still on the bandwagon until further notice. I've been on the bandwagon for like eight years. Um... What was I going to say? Oh, in the Asian Cup. You already know how this is for me. Every four years, Iran, a chance to win it all. I need it. I need it, man. They've never won in my life. They haven't won the Asian Cup since 1976. We're playing Palestine first game. I don't know how Palestine has a team right now. But let me tell you something. Respectfully, putting politics aside, they're going to get clapped. Anyway, that's it for me tonight in this one. Let's... Go to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat. Super chats are turned on. If you want to drop a dollar or a dime, I'll see you guys on Sunday night. Peace.